Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. I am your host, Mitch Michaels. A pleasure, as always, to be chatting sports. Thank you, everybody, for listening. we got a great show today. Chris Miller, NFL Network, former co-worker of mine, breaking down all that is pro football. We are 14 weeks into the season, four weeks to go, an extra game, an extra playoff team. We break it all down. Tom Brady, the favorite for MVP at age 44. Aaron Rodgers on his heels. The Packers have the one seed in the NFC. What does the AFC picture look like? We previewed this week's game, starting with the Thursday burner, Chiefs and Chargers. AFC West crown potentially on the line. My Browns and his Raiders play as well. All that and more with Chris Miller as we break down the NFL. Here it is now on the Money Mitch Effect. Let's start the show. All right, now on the Money Mitch Effect, back again to talk some football. Timing is one thing uh, that we didn't get right here, but it's Chris Miller now to talk football. Chris, thanks for joining the show, and thanks for being a trooper in light of uh, one of the worst defeats in, in football that you've had in quite some time. <laughs> thanks for that intro. Uh, no, my pleasure being here. You know, it's funny, I think last time I was on, the Raiders had a big win. Now that I'm on, they had a big loss, so I guess we sort of run the full gamut of emotions. Yeah, and you know, that's true. It is the full gamut of emotions. I do want to say, I mean, it's they've had probably the worst run of off-field stuff uh, I can even imagine, down a coach, down a couple first-round picks, um, mm-hmm. which you've already litigated and everything on there. But I just, I do have to question, I know the players are fighting hard, but that decision to have that pre-game meeting on the Chiefs logo I mean, that's like that Twitter account, things that proceed horrific events, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking back on it, probably a poor choice. <laughs> you know, yeah. for sure. You know, I mean, I, I kind of understand what the thought process was. They're, they're trying to muster some sort of momentum, right, and get themselves hyped, you know, against a, obviously their most historic football rival, but when you have a Chiefs team that is firing on not just all cylinders, but probably some extra cylinders that we right. didn't even know they had, probably not the right choice. <laughs> but, no, no. Uh, uh, and that game started with the fumble return for a touchdown. It snowballed out of out of you know control. The Chiefs are yeah. playing as that elite team again, which is a funny <laughs> turnaround. But you know, for the Raiders, I mean, they're six and seven. It's kind of been remarkable that they had that boost of life after losing Gruden and everything else but you know they're they're not playing well things are taking a turn <laughs> on both sides of the ball and yet with this new playoff picture that we were talking about before air they're a game out but they're behind like five teams yeah yeah I I wouldn't count them <laughs> no. to make the playoffs no yeah I mean they've they went from being like a oh, okay hey I think we're working on something here at the beginning of this season, to pretty much unwatchable, you know, especially that that Chiefs game, like that was just, oh my god, that was. I'm so glad I watched that in highlights instead of live on television. I, yeah. <laughs> fortunately, I was doing soccer stuff with my daughter that day, so I watched the highlights afterwards. I don't know why. Mm. <laughs> but, torture. Oh you like to torture yeah. yourself, maybe. You know, that's uh, part of being a Raiders fan. We just like pain, I guess. You yeah. know. <laughs> Well, it's funny because now the way the AFC picture looks, it's muddled in the middle, um, but suddenly two teams have emerged as the top in the conference. The Patriots that are on that seven-game win streak had their bye last week, but and the Chiefs are the other team. 
They have a big yeah. game with the Chargers this Thursday night, but as it stands, you know, they've completely Chris Whited up to nine and four, one six straight. And it's uh, a lot to do with their defense, which is which is the crazy thing. It doesn't have to be, and we talk about this all the time, it doesn't have to be one of the game's best. But if the defense gives them something, if they get that pass rush with Chris Jones, uh, and if they get you know turnovers, big plays from their secondary, that's only going to just help. That, that defense that was just so atrocious the first month of the season looks like a pretty respectable unit now. Oh, yeah. And uh, they've allowed 10 or fewer points in three straight games right now. Mm. You know, I mean, think about that. Like, you know their offense is going to go out and score double digits. Right. It's just going to happen. So, if you get, I mean, you've got a defense that's doing that, they're going to win every game. I mean, I don't think their defense is always going to fire like that, but, you know, and obviously the Chargers are a much better offensive team than uh, the Raiders are right now, so that's obviously going to be a big test for them. But, yeah, I mean, you don't have to give that offense much help. But they're they are easily one of the best defenses, probably I would say behind Dallas right now. Uh, the recent games, not season long, but crazy. Uh, it's crazy. it's insane because I think they gave up touchdowns on like their opponent's first fifteen drives in the red zone or something like that. And now they're like that's that you said. It's just crazy. Um, but yeah. no, I mean the other team, the Patriots that I mentioned, they didn't play this week, and I just wanted to mention them because. They might very well be the best team in the AFC, and, and looking like an, looking like with the Chiefs, the team to meet them in the AFC title game, depending on how the playoffs shake out. But I think they're a team that you have questions yeah. about. Mac Jones only threw the ball three times in his last game. He's looked great, but he hasn't had to do too much. I just think when you have a year like this, Chris, where there isn't that one elite, unbeatable, untouchable team, of course you're going to yeah. like Belichick's chances, given how the defense has looked and the fact that in close games all things are equal he's a coach that can make things happen and, and take his team all the way. Oh, 100%. I mean, look, no one prepares for a game better than Bill Belichick. You know, I, I read an article that he's going back and watching episodes of Hard Knocks to, to scout the Colts. I mean, like, that's just crazy. You know, he just goes above and beyond. He he's always has his team so well prepared. And, yeah, I mean, outside of the Chiefs at the top of the the conference right now, I don't see a lot of teams that would frighten him. Tennessee, eh, not so much. Baltimore, mm. you know, Baltimore's, you know, kind of feels like they're hit and miss. But, you know, the Chargers are, are definitely playing some pretty good football. But, yeah, if I was a betting man, I would say it's definitely going to come down to New England KC mm-hmm. uh, in, that, in that final. And that, that could be a hell of a game, you know. Uh, Bill Belichick coach team against uh, Andy Reid. I mean, yeah. who doesn't want to watch that again? Well, it's crazy that for all the drama and all the unpredictability and excitement that's gone on and upsets, it could very well be a rematch of last year's Super Bowl because Tampa Bay just continues to win, continues to win close games. They beat the Bills, a game that the Bills were getting obliterated in the first half. Josh Allen starts making some plays in the second. But yet again, it's Tom Brady, game-winning walk-off touchdown, 44 years old, and He's the odds-on yeah. favorite right now to win the MVP. So I think that's you know a good place to start is how good the Bucks are. And, yeah, I think Brady will retire when he stops winning MVPs. <laughs> so not anytime soon. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, Bucks are – yeah, I mean, they're good. But there's a – I think the NFC right now is kind of stacked. You know, the Packers are obviously playing really good football. The Cardinals outside of last night's game playing, you know, really well. Dallas's defense is starting to get healthy again, and that definitely makes them very scary. So I think 
you know, these last few games of the season are going to be really exciting, and I'm definitely looking forward to watching some NFC playoff games. I mean, I'm looking forward to all playoff yeah. games, but I, I think the NFC is going to be really competitive. Uh, course, and I, I, right now, I kind of see them as sort of the conference to beat, despite how good the Chiefs are playing right now, despite how good you know, New England's playing right now. Do you think the Bills are, and maybe broken isn't the right word, but there's something you know, very wrong, flawed with this team. I mean, they're down to seven and six, and it hasn't been good recently. Now, the benefit is you get what what can cure to play the Panthers this week. So that's just what the doctor ordered. But uh, yeah, do, you think there's, do you think there's something wrong with this Bills team, or can they snap out of it and, and go on a run similar to what Tampa did when they were at this point last year? Oh, definitely. I mean, they're, they're a good team. I mean, you can't really count out Josh Allen. You know, he got banged up against Tampa Bay, so that sort of, you know, slowed them down a little bit. But they're still a good team. Their defense is serviceable, you know, and I think, yeah, playing uh, Carolina is definitely, you know, generally outside of playing my beloved Raiders, probably the cure for what ails just about any team right now. So, you know, yeah, I mean, they were they were basically controlling that game for the most part after the first half. Uh, but, you know, Brady being Brady in overtime, you know, just – Never count them out, but uh, I think they definitely, you know, have what it takes to to win some games and and put themselves in the playoff hunt for sure. Chris Miller here on the Money Mitch effect, uh, yeah, and just to just to kind of go back to the NFL, the AFC playoff picture with the Bills kind of bowing out the division leaders. Now we mentioned Patriots and Chiefs, uh, Titans in the division lead. That is a team just treading water. I mean, they they got Jacksonville, which helped, but and I don't mean that too negatively. They, they have the Colts. They have, you know, what, two games on them plus the tiebreaker beating them twice, so essentially three games. They're just trying, Chris, to wait till Derrick Henry comes back, you know, and there's a there looks like a good chance he's going to come back, and the Titans just want to tread water, stay the course, get their bell cow back, and, uh, you know, take what they can in the playoffs. Oh, definitely. I mean, the fact that the, the Titans are right up there in the mix without Derrick Henry – just shows you how actually good of a team this is. They're not the most exciting team to watch. You know, they're definitely more of a clock control, grind it out, play defense sort of team. And I think that's part of the reason why they're just sort of under the radar, nine and four, and at the top of you know towards the top of the the conference there. But uh, yeah, I think once Derrick Henry comes back, you know, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that it definitely makes him a scary team. I mean, he's a scary, scary man when he's healthy for sure. Well, can uh, I uh, can I also say too? Uh, I I have to admit I'm starting to have my doubts about Urban Meyer as a head coach in the NFL. <laughs> uh, I mean, what? <laughs> given his track record as an NFL coach, why would you have uh, any sort of you know, reservations? I mean, I just uh, he. I mean, he. Aside from looking like basically dead and checked out on the sidelines each game, we're just not there, <laughs> and off field stuff. I think the move of calling his assistants losers and himself a winner is a bold strategy. But, uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I, this is yeah. – I mean, there's one and done for a reason. we got to get our picks and our, our final numbers in before too long about what the off-season coaching carousel is going to look like. But I'd like to pencil in Jacksonville at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, for me, I feel like Jacksonville will be more like Urban Meyer walking away as opposed to Jacksonville firing him. Mm, I, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's one or the other. Like, if he doesn't, I think they. Yeah. I think he's not coming back, and I think it's going to happen one of two ways. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is, 
what's excuse me the most telling thing for me right is you got a coach like urban meyer who's supposed to be you know a good offensive coach and trevor lawrence just doesn't look like he's progressing that much so clearly there's uh some coaching that's or some lack of coaching i think that's going on you know you would expect him to sort of be getting better but uh as the season goes along but you know, 221 yards and four picks yesterday against the Titans. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this late in the season. Yeah, it's definitely not looking pretty. And yeah, I, I definitely think Urban Meyer's on probably a good good shot for uh, on his way out. But we'll see. You know, they might just be like, you know what, let's give it one more season just to see if it was a fluke or not. <laughs> oh, and what a year um, that will be next year. <laughs> yeah. Like, what I mean, a year. You know something. You know something was up when he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to bring in Tim Tebow to try out for tight end." And it's like, "What? That should have been a giant red flag that mm. maybe Urban Meyer wasn't ready to uh, play or to coach at the NFL level." You know, he's a fantastic college coach, but you know, we've seen it time and time again the the great college coaches that just don't work in the NFL. Nick Saban. You know, probably one of yeah, the best he, college coaches in the oh, modern the era. Oh, the best, yeah. And and even yeah. Saban got you know one good, one solid year. Like I'm thinking, like I think <laughs> yeah. between seven and nine games. I don't have that in front of me, but and it was you know not as bad as this. Um, all yeah. right, so the uh, Chris, the AFC North is a uh, a division that's had a lot of hype, a lot of depth to it, but it also looks like that depth might be right in the middle to solid to above average level. Because you have yeah. the Ravens right now at eight and five, Browns and Bengals each at seven and six, and the Steelers at six, six and one, makes it mm-hmm. a tie to those pesky Lions. But you know the Ravens losing Lamar Jackson, and and maybe you know we'll see how long he is with the ankle injury. But they've been ravaged by injuries yeah. more than any team this year, and it might not be a question of if they're better than anyone healthy because I don't know that they'll ever get to full health. The Browns and Bengals, two teams that I think you know had different expectations coming into this year sitting at that same record. You've also got the Steelers who are up, they're down, their quarterback says he's going to retire and and they've got some some questionable playmaking by guys like Chris Clay by Chase Claypool. Uh, my my yeah. my guess is as good as yours, but how do you see this division playing out at this moment with uh still four games left to play? Ooh boy. That's a, that's a tough one. I mean, the AFC North, you know, is always one of those just like Tough, tough well, division. Yeah, right? it, well, I mean, these guys, yeah, no one plays each other harder. No, in, I, in the well, North for I, sure. I would actually but, ask you more of like we can even start here. How many playoffs? Are you trying teams? to ask me if I think the Browns are going to win? No, is that what you're no. fishing for here? I'm just. <laughs> I'll give you my Browns take in a second. But how about this? Seven playoff teams. I got to remind everyone. How many from yeah. this division get in? Because the AFC West is in that same boat of potentially three as well. So how many from the AFC North get into the playoffs? Two, oh, three, boy. I mean, right now, uh, you're looking at, at what? I think the Browns are sort of like knocking on the door, right? Yeah. Uh, the Bengals are right there knocking on the door. Uh, I, I give them two. I give. Mm-hmm. Them, I think. I think two is reasonable. Okay. Um, I don't see the Colts making it. To be honest, I think they're going to peter out. That's just a hot take for me on the Colts, but who knows? Um, that's a tough. I mean, they could reasonably see three because Cincinnati has definitely shown that they can be a really good playoff caliber team at times, right? Obviously, they're not consistent enough, I think, to go very far in the playoffs, but they definitely have shown that they can be a playoff caliber team. 
Same with the Browns. The Browns have shown at times, you know, like yesterday playing against uh, Baltimore, even though Lamar Jackson was obviously hurt for a good part of that game. You know, they've shown defensively and offensively that they can be a potential playoff team. Are they a deep playoff team? Probably not. And Lamar Jackson could be out one week. He could be out three weeks, potentially, depending on this uh, injury. And I think it all kind of hinders on that. If Lamar Jackson's out three weeks, um, I think this division is Cincinnati and Cleveland's to win at that point because I, I would see Baltimore potentially going 0-3 in those games. Man, uh, so, well, so, I, think uh, that, uh, I think that if the Browns had a quarterback, they would win this division. <laughs> they still so might. You're, you're, they you're st- not on the Mayfield train, huh? No, not this year at least <laughs> with the injuries. I don't know why they've kept trotting yeah. them out there as much as they have. I mean, they scored zero points in the second half of this game. And yeah, I am, I am intrigued and encouraged by the defense. They've had some clunkers, but you know, they played the Ravens essentially back to back games with the bye week sprinkled in. Even when Lamar did play, they picked him off four times. So the defense is making strides. Garrett continues to be a beast. The secondary yeah. is playing well. Ward and Newsom are doing well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just think they need more from the quarterback because teams are going to start keying on the run. Um, yeah. I think two is an optimal number. I, I, I hate to say it, but the Steelers are still alive in this division as well. Uh, I'm with mm-hmm. you that the Colts look like a team to fade. I actually think, you know, Denver having seven wins in the West is not is crazy. Props to them. I don't know how they do it, but I think the Chargers look like they are going to yeah. get one of those last spots as well. So I would say two, and I would say that if the Browns can get better play from Baker, I mean, it's almost that simple for me because I think you yeah. get to 10-7, and seven, that's the magic number that they have to get to. I think ten and yeah. seven will get you in at least as that seven seed. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that one. I, I like I said, I think if Lamar Jackson, let's just say he's out three weeks, mm-hmm. right? I don't think that's the case. I mean, right now it looks like preliminary he's just going to be out maybe this week, but probably he'll play this week, right? Yeah. Um, but let's just say it is long term. Then honestly, I would. I, I'm kind of leaning more to the Bengals. I think I've seen more from the Bengals. Yeah, Burroughs as... looked like he's a stud. Chase is amazing. Um, I think, you know, the Browns put it on the Bengals in Cincy, and that was a game where everything yeah. perfect happened for the Browns early and bad for the Bengals. Um, yeah. So they're going to have to win in Cleveland to really, you know, make their move in the division. But you're right. I mean, the key to this whole thing is the Lamar Jackson injury, um, you know, seeing what happens there and, is, and seeing if Chase Claypool celebrates any more first downs in the final 30 seconds of a game. <laughs> see if that happens too. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, that's why they say you know half the game is ninety percent mental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be interesting to see though. It's that's 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 an exciting division, you know. So you know the NFC right now, the number one seed after the Cardinals lost to the Rams is the uh, Green Bay Packers. So they would have home field. They would have that first buy. It would have to go through Lambeau. Um, you know, coming back. You know, from beating the Bears comfortably going away. Packers, you know, much like the Bucks, they're two teams that have done it before that have made long runs in the playoffs before. So I think they're going to get that benefit of the doubt. You look at some of these other teams, Chris, the Cowboys defense looks great. I think Mike Mika Parsons is, is like the defensive player of the year as a rookie. It's insane. But offensively, yeah. there's a little to be desired. Like there's just not, you know, with all the talent they have, and maybe you disagree, but I just feel like it's just not all quite clicking in Dallas. Yeah, agreed. I mean, the defense is definitely what is carrying this team. And they're not even, I think, 100% healthy still. And even when they weren't, even without Lawrence and a bunch of other players, they were still playing really well. 
I think at one point, I don't know if it's still true, but they had, I think, the most turnovers, and they were, they're definitely one of the highest fantasy scoring defenses this year. And definitely going into the season, I don't think a lot of people had Dallas's defense penciled in as one of the best in the league. And they've been playing great, you know. And when it comes down to it, you know, they always say defense wins championships. I would not count Dallas out, you know, as much as I hate to say that. The offense doesn't have to be fantastic. They just have to be good enough. I mean, look at the, the Broncos' last Super Bowl win. Their their offense was, was terrible towards the end of the season because Peyton Manning was hurt, you know, in the playoffs. And their defense basically won that championship for them. So uh, it definitely can be done. Their offense definitely has – moments but yeah. that, i think that defense is when healthy is fully healthy is definitely strong enough to to carry him if not all the way at least deep into the playoffs for sure who would you trust more in the playoffs cardinals or rams Ooh, i'm gonna go rams solely because uh they've been there okay i mean the cardinals do but i mean they, they i mean no, you know, it's, sean McVay has been to a super bowl with that team for the most part obviously a different quarterback yeah um but I think, all told, I think the Rams have more pieces in place to, to make a deeper run. Mm-hmm. But that's a tough one, though, because the Cardinals, man, they're, they're looking good. And they're, they're a fun team to watch, for sure. I begrudgingly agree, because I wanted to just say not Rams because of Odell Beckham. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, I feel like yeah. I feel like McVay over Kingsbury is the reason for that answer. And McVay's doing this, you know, his team got pushed around the last couple of weeks. It was not good. So he kind of had to yeah. go back to the drawing board. He's doing this without Robert Woods. Hasn't had Cam Akers all year, so kind of bottom of the barrel in terms of starting mm. running back quality all year. Uh, Sonny yeah. Sony Michelle's looked good. Henderson has is, is contributed as well. And you have Aaron Donald, who's just the biggest freak impact player in the league. I mean, yeah. it's just comical yeah. what he's doing to grown linemen out there. Yeah, So exactly. I, I think there's legit questions. There's a lot of firepower. The Cardinals are kind of built like an all-star team on offense. On Monday night, I saw a defense that was not very good. Saw the Rams move the ball at will against them, and especially in that second half. And I also mm-hmm. saw, you know, I also saw Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury not kind of, you know, getting it done in the red zone. And you do have to, like you said, question that because they haven't done it before. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if, if all things being equal, when it comes to the playoffs, you always have to default to experience at that mm-hmm. point, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's part of the reason why you don't bet against Bill Belichick in the playoffs, yeah. you know, because obviously he's been there a million times, right? I'm pretty sure last time he wasn't in the playoffs, I don't think either of us were alive at that point. No, 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 <laughs> there was, yeah, he missed last year, obviously. Come on. Yeah, that's true. You know, <laughs> but I mean, he's got, no, it's, <laughs> it's insane. I mean, the guy's yeah. been coaching longer than some of these young head coaches have been alive. So, I mean, that yeah. would be the one I would throw out there. Uh, and then lastly, but, on this playoff picture, I mean, we got to get seven teams in this conference, and that's going to be a lot harder <laughs> than the AFC trying to find seven playoff teams uh, with the Rams, Cardinals. You know, one of them will win the division. One will be a wild card. The surging Niners got to seven and six, and they're getting healthy. And, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. think, myself included, that's probably your surest bet for one of those last two spots right now. And then you have basically a five. You do. You have a five-way tie. Four, six, and seven. <laughs> so I know, um, yeah, between Washington, yeah, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Atlanta, New Orleans. I would just say this, yeah. Chris. There's a scenario where the five and eight Seahawks get make a run, get to eight and nine. Maybe that gets them in, and then all four teams in the NFC West make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, that would, <laughs> yeah. 
I not mean, not likely, but possible. I mean, and there is just not like how do you the the Saints have just been uh, borderline atrocious. They did beat the Jets last week. Congratulations on that one. The Vikings should be <laughs> in the spot, but they can't get out of their own way. Washington's mm-hmm. shown some promise. The Eagles are Jekyll and Hyde like crazy. Um, yeah, I guess I would have to say Washington just out of default. Like their baseline average is probably better than everyone else's, but it's a crapshoot. It's a total crapshoot. I mean, Atlanta at times even looks like they could be a very good team. One, and in, five, one in five at home, Atlanta Falcons. And <laughs> but you know what? Six and seven total. So Road Warriors. Uh, you know, maybe being a wild card team is what they need to be. They just need to go on the road the entire playoffs and just, you know, run through all these teams and uh, make it to the Super Bowl and then wear their road uniforms. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I feel like Washington is probably the best bet to make that seventh spot. God, yeah, you know, when Dalvin Cook is healthy, we've seen that he can obviously be a monster for that team. Yeah. But, boy, yeah, I I feel like this is one of those situations where you, you could probably put them all up on a dartboard and just chuck it, and you'd probably be right. That's but how I, I play would, darts I would, anyway, so. <laughs> I would I would, I would, would probably say Washington uh, is going to be that seven seed. That would be my guess, just based on, all told, I feel like they're the better overall team of all those teams as far as balance. And their defense definitely has yeah. moments where they played very well. So I see a uh, scenario where the Vikings have the ball with their playoff hopes on the line, and I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Probably not going to be good for Minnesota, <laughs> but they're going to be in the thick of it to the final snap, I feel like, somehow. I mean, either way, that team... Whoever is in that spot is going to have to play Green Bay. Or Tampa. Either Green Bay, Tampa, or maybe even Arizona that first game. So, you know, yeah, they get to play an 18th game of football, but that's probably about it. Chris Miller here on the Money Mitch Effect. Let's turn our attention to week 15 of the NFL season. Getting to that home stretch, all the buys are finally gone. Thursday night, Chris, we've had some clunkers. This is a banger with Chiefs and Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Uh, oh, yeah. Chargers beat him at Arrowhead earlier this year. Chiefs come in yes, as road did. favorites by three. Uh, I like. I mean, a lot of people are riding the Chiefs here. I think they will win this game, but you can never, you can never know what to expect with the Chargers. You can't count them out. Herbert is just incredible. Had maybe the throw of the year that sixty-five yard bomb to Guyton, but I do, I do think that the Chargers defense a little too inconsistent. I, I do like the Chiefs to keep their winning streak rolling. Yeah, definitely. You know, th- let's also go back that when the Chargers beat the Chiefs it was toward the beginning of the season when the Chiefs were still sort of trying to figure out what the heck they were going to be this season, right? This yeah. was during that that sort of what is going on with the Chiefs moment. And since then, they have righted the ship and they look like the Chiefs that have won a Super Bowl. They look like the Chiefs that have been to another Super Bowl right after. This is a much different Chiefs team. You know, the Chargers, they definitely have – the potential to make this a really good game, but I, I am hard pressed to see them beating the Chiefs. I mean, but who knows? But yeah, I think the Chiefs get this one for sure. The um, you know I agree with you, and that was earlier in the year when the Chiefs a lot of weirdness happened in that game too. So even as bad as they were, they could have won it. A um, couple games mm-hmm. before we get to our main event here in a second. Uh, Patriots taking <laughs> Patriots taking on the Colts. Colts are actually slight favorites in this game at home by two points now. I know what you're thinking. Oh, that's crazy! It's you know, it's Vegas. What's going on here? Patriots have uh, had the week off. Colts are the more desperate team at the moment, 
And uh, in a yeah. weird in a weird way, Chris, I think the Bills' loss is probably where this line might be most affected because Patriots have a little room to breathe here, which we know Bill Belichick can't stand any room to breathe. <laughs> exactly. Well, and nobody wins more games off the bye than Bill Belichick. So mm-hmm. uh, I definitely got to give this one to New England for sure. Yeah, Green Bay plays at Baltimore. Again, Lamar Jackson status up in the air. That's a tough game whether or not he plays. Uh, Green Bay making the trip, though. Um, we'll see. I mean, yeah, if Lamar doesn't play, I don't know. I don't see how Baltimore even keeps this one competitive. But, hey, we'll see how he recovers. That should be, I guess, yeah, again, agreed. Totally hinges on Lamar. Could be, if he's healthy, that's going to be a fun game to watch. If not, that's going to be a, a blowout early. We got uh, Tennessee-Pittsburgh, an interesting one for the Steelers as they try to keep their playoff hopes alive. Rams taking on Seattle. Uh, yeah. Seattle tries to keep it going. New Orleans-Tampa Bay. I'm bringing that up because it looks like a mismatch on paper. I feel like the Bucks have, other than you know, regular season matchups, they're, they've won the last three. And the Bucks obviously beat them in the playoffs last year, but Tampa's got to just finally put the Saints to bed, and I think they can do it. Yeah, for sure. Bucks are just too good, and they're... Brady down the stretch trying to close things out. This is where he plays his best football, and uh, that defense, you know, is going to show up at home. And the Saints, you know, they've had their moments, but this is not going to be one of them. Well, all right, Chris, here we go. Browns Raiders, the game of the Browns. week by just uh, for our standard, <laughs> at least. Uh, Browns. <laughs> you think Browns are winning for sure, huh? Well, let me just tell you one thing about the Browns and their 26 <laughs> total QBR quarterback that they have in the league. Uh, Three-point favorites at home. Didn't cover last week miraculously with the Ravens coming all the way back and almost stealing that game. But playoff life's on the lines for the Raiders. And I think it's almost playoff life on the line for the Browns, too, because they play on Christmas Day at Lambeau against the Packers. So that that actually makes me feel like they will be the more desperate team here in this one. And, and, you know, they don't have a game in hand because if they lose this one, go to Lambeau, suddenly you're below 500, and that could be all she wrote. Yeah, for sure, you know, and uh, I'd say the the Raiders typically, for some reason, always seem to play the Browns in Cleveland, and they usually win in Cleveland, which is crazy, uh, because usually when they have to travel that far, things don't work out well for them. I think if this was the Raiders team from earlier this season, with before all the madness, you know, I would Mm -hmm. definitely say that the Raiders are going to take this one hands down, but... I just I have no faith in Greg Olson as an offensive coordinator and play caller. Uh, I think that he's made this team too conservative on offense, and they're not pushing the ball down the field like they should be. They're not taking enough shots and running, you know, controlling the clock at all. And the defense can play very well, but they're spending way too much time on the field because the offense is just terrible. And I think that. That definitely plays into uh, an advantage for Cleveland. I think. I think the Browns, to be honest, probably run the ball all over them. Well, I hope so because they haven't run the ball over anybody in a couple weeks. But that's going to be the key for the Browns: getting the run game going. Hopefully, you don't have to rely on the passing game as much. And then, obviously, if the Raiders can keep Carr clean, it's a completely different game. Browns' pass rush has been picking up steam recently as well. So. I'm with the Browns on this yeah. one, but I'm pessimistic. I feel like you're lo- you're you're rope doping me right now. You're, you're <laughs> lulling me into a false sense of security, 
and then I'm just going to get knocked out in the twelfth round or whatever. But no, I, of I course, feel that, like that's my yeah. that's my whole strategy this whole time. As I'm like, I'm just going to go all in on the Browns. Yeah, and naturally I'm, that's going to be what makes it so that the Raiders win. I, mean, I will say yeah. this though: yeah. the Raiders have been a much better road team this year than they have been a home team. Yeah. Which sucks because their their stadium is fantastic. They've you know they've had electrifying crowds, and they've just been putting up stinkers at home again. You know for these fans, so we'll see. Maybe being on the road, you know, in Cleveland again is sort of what they need, and maybe this is the game that sort of uh, sparks them to make a late push to be a wild card team. But um, like I said, I, I I think the Raiders have some good pieces, but. I don't. I just don't see them as a playoff team right now. I really don't. Like they're just. Mm. They just don't play like it. They're just. They're boring on offense, and their defense. Uh, like I said, spends too much time on the field and gets tired. You know, but they, they've got some really good parts on the defense. Like the defense definitely has some stuff to be excited about, especially with Max Crosby. Like he is just. Yeah. Been fun to watch this year. He is phenomenal. But. Well. You know. We'll have to see how it shakes out. There might be a gentleman's bet off air, depending on if we want to do that. Uh, Chris Miller, <laughs> pleasure uh, having you on. Uh, did you want to? All right, did you want to? One last thing. I know we like to have fun with this. Did you want to make any proclamations for going into the playoffs? Like I know one that just came to mind is you know if any of these six and seven teams in the NFC, <laughs> if they win a first round playoff game, will you do something mascot related? So they would have to either beat Green Bay. Tampa or Arizona, depending. Uh, yeah, especially Washington, since they have no mascot, so I wouldn't have to do anything. <laughs> so we're talking. <laughs> what do I, what do I, I just, I just, just, just show up in my normal clothes. Yeah, I'll do that. You know, look, if the Vikings beat any of those top three teams in the NFC, we got to do Viking week, day. Uh, will I, you know, dress up like a Viking? Sure, hundred percent. Like, will I? dress up like an eagle or I don't know what that would be or some sort of bird for the Eagles Falcons. Definitely. Because I don't see it happening. I just don't. You're talking, I mean, you're basically talking if it's Packers or or, uh, Tampa in that slot. They're undefeated at home right now. So you're talking about them, you know, giving them their first or, you know, second or whatever home loss. I think that's good. You've got a Falcon or, you know, something in there, a Viking in there, you know. Maybe yeah. even a saint. You're dressed up, all, you know, <laughs> just getting wild with it. There you go. That's that. I feel like the saint involves a lot more uh, shopping hey. for for an outfit. Hey, we're all so on maybe, board. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll figure something out. Yeah, sure. You know, right. I would I would definitely give you that. You know what? Uh, yeah, I, I'd take that bet for sure. All right. Um, you know. And, I'm not saying that there isn't a chance, obviously, you know, the saying any given Sunday is there for a reason, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but if Tampa, Green Bay, Arizona all enter the playoffs as healthy as they are right now, yeah. that I just don't see Washington, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Atlanta, or New Orleans beating either of those teams on the road. I don't either. Um, I don't either. But hey, <laughs> if you're going to dress up like a bird, I'm all in. So uh, we'll see. Chris Miller. <laughs> Pleasure having you on. Having you on the Money Mitch Effect to talk football. We'll be checking in soon. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. And uh, if Atlanta wins, maybe I'll uh, take up uh, falconry lessons. You can get a picture with me with some sort of bird of prey on my arm. How's that? Yeah, while you're doing the dirty bird, that's the only way. (laughs) Dirty bird with the bird. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Chris Miller, thanks again (laughs) for coming on the Money Mitch Effect. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime. 
Huge thanks to Chris Miller for appearing on today's show. We'll see what happens in this Browns and Raiders game. Hopefully the uh, COVID situation is uh, you know, under under control as best as it can be. Doesn't look like Baker Mayfield's going to play. Stefanski's out for the Browns. A lot of teams missing some players and coaches, so hopefully everybody's safe and we can uh, you know, have some safe football this weekend. That's it for today's Money Mitch Effect show. If you like the podcast, you can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Just search Money Mitch Effect. It pops right up. Leave a rating, review, subscribe, and check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page as well. I'm on Twitter, Money Mitch M21. We'll be back next week. Hockey Bowl season preview and uh, more NFL talk. It's the Money Mitch Effect, and I am Mitch Michaels. Thank you for listening. Keep enjoying sports.